Hey guys, I'm Anali. And I'm Hannah. And welcome to the Through Faith Podcast. Where we share insight on how to keep your faith in God strong through dating, school, and just life in general. We are so thankful that you're joining us on our podcast episode today. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Through Faith Podcast for updates on when we release a new episode and for more content. Hey guys, I'm Hannah and I'm a co-host of Through Faith. And I'm Anali, the other co-host. And today we're going to be talking to you guys about kind of how to be single in the right ways, how to be single appropriately. Um, And like I said, like these are not anything we're telling you guys to implement. As always, this is just our opinion and it's really just what worked for us that we came up with and we just wanted to share them with you guys. And if you haven't already, go listen to our previous episode where we had an interview with Dr. Kelly Bowler. She had a lot of um, wisdom and insight and advice to share with us, and it was a very, very good um, conversation. She talks to us a lot about, um, you know, the books that she's written, and I had those linked down in the description if you were interested in those, and she also has a lot of nonprofit organizations if you guys wanted to check those out, Um, but yeah, so... Yeah, um, so with our season one, if y'all haven't checked that out already, we have a lot of really cool episodes to um, uh, go in and listen to. We've had some really cool guests come on in season one and season two, like Dr. Kelly last week. We've had um, our boyfriends come on and our grandparents come on as well, and they've been um, really interesting to listen to and learn a lot from. So I highly suggest going back and checking out both of those seasons and previous episodes that we've come out with since then. We are so excited for this week's episode and we are having to pre-record this on the Friday before because I'll be out on vacation next week. So we were just going to go ahead and record it for you guys so um, nothing got too complicated while I was on vacation. Um, But yeah, so we're going to go ahead and jump into our question of the week, but we're going to do it a little bit differently than we've been doing it. Um, We're really excited to do this. We're doing like some Christmas trivia and we have some questions that are going to be like, and not really rapid fire, but like we have to go through them pretty quickly because we have 10 of these to answer. So yeah, if you want to go ahead and read the first question. So our first question is, Traditionally, when should you start making your Christmas pudding? Pudding? Pudding. <laughs> Don't make Christmas pudding. <laughs> um, I don't understand the question. Should I do this a different is the first one? one? Here, I'll skip to the next one. Okay. In Elf, what's the first rule of the Code of Elves? Oh, I remember this scene, but I... Uh... I know there's a, the best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. Is that a rule? Or is that just what they say? I don't know. Let's see. Treat every day like Christmas. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) I was off. Just a little bit. It's okay. It's fine. It's fine. I love that movie. I do too. Have you ever seen Harry Potter? I have. Okay. What gift did Harry Potter receive from the Dursleys during his first Christmas at Hogwarts? Um, I think. Do you know it? I just saw the answer. Really? Whenever I, <laughs> whenever I slid over. I think, was it the sweater? No, that was from the uh, Weasleys. Uh, that was the second movie. Oh, the Dursleys. Um, well, he didn't get anything for Christmas. Hold on. Uh, 
I don't remember him getting anything either, but I, I don't did. remember. I didn't think the Dursleys gave him anything. What is it? A 50 pence piece. Oh, I would have never guessed that. I don't know what that is. <laughs> I, I thought it was funny. <laughs> Something from, what was that, England? I don't know. Maybe it's a coin. Money. I guess so. I don't know. Um, And then you can read the next one. All right. In the song, The Twelve Days of Christmas, what was the gift given on the seventh day? Um... On the tenth day of Christmas, I don't know. Don't start backwards. <laughs> um, ten. Uh, I know eleven is eleven pipers piping. Ten, ten. Uh, uh, lords of leaping. It's seven. I, it is seven lords of leaping. Oh, seven lord. Ten. No, it. The question was seven. Wait, what? Was the gift given on the seventh day? Oh, it was then seven. lords of leaping. I thought it said ten. Right. I, like, accidentally got it so, right. Oh, seven swans are swimming. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding, I don't know. <laughs> like, I used to sing that song all the time. Clearly, I don't remember it at all. It's fine. <laughs> um, Let's just do, I want to do this one. What is the Grinch's dog called? Mags. Mags. Everybody knows that one. I'm going to do one more. Sorry, that was a bonus question. Um, Let's see. Um, okay, um... Dang, I'm running out of questions. Which U.S. state was the first to declare Christmas Day an official holiday? Just like Massachusetts is a good one. Massachusetts? Why? That was like the first. Never mind. I feel like. Isn't it like the first state or something? Or is that Virginia? Wait, what? You're getting know. into like <laughs> the 13 colonies. And <laughs> I'm going to say like New York. I don't know. Just That would be a good guess. I don't know. Are we ready to look at the answer? So what do you say? Massachusetts. Let's say New York. Let's see what's 35. It's Oklahoma. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, way off. (laughs) Okay, now I'm going to go to... At least we were consistent. We were both in the north. Yep. (laughs) It's fine. It's fine. Oklahoma? (laughs) Of all places? I wasn't expecting that. Um, Okay. White cri- oh my gosh. Which Christmas song <laughs> holds the world record as the best selling single of all time? Uh, a White Christmas, B All I Want for Christmas is You, or C Last Christmas. Oh, I love all of those songs. Like traditionally uh, I wanna say White Christmas just because I feel like that's just a classic. You would be correct. Is that right? It is. Indeed yes. White Christmas. Cool. Okay, next question is, hmm, there's a lot to choose from. Okay, which was the first Christmas song that was performed in space? <laughs> what? Um, a, Oh Holy Night, B, Jingle Bells, or C, Oh Christmas Tree? Um, I feel like, I feel like Oh Christmas Tree. I'm gonna say Oh Holy Night. Let's see. It was Jingle Bells. We were both oh, wrong. Man. <laughs> so close. Yeah, so far. Okay. Um. Let's see. In the song, the little drummer boy kept time. Who accompanied him? What? <laughs> <laughs> Who accompanied the little drummer boy? A. The fox and the lamb. B. The ox and the lamb. Or C. The ox and the sheep. 
I feel like the lamb is one of them. So process the of elimination, C is out. What was the first one again? The fox or the ox? I think it's an ox. I feel like it's a fox. Okay. What is it? It's the ox and the lamb. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need to brush up on my what I know about Christmas. Gosh. The only reason I guess that is because you know how, like, Whenever people talk about equally yoked, the yoke thing is, like, pulled by oxen or whatever. No, I didn't. Oh, maybe it's not oxen. Maybe it's cows. I don't know. I just felt like that was the right answer. Oxen um, seem more. Let's see. Okay. What pop Christmas hit was released in 1984 but did not rank the charts until 2017? A, All I Want for Christmas by Mariah Carey. B, Winter Wonderland by Eurythmics. Ur- or C, Last Christmas by Wham. I think it's Last Christmas, last Christmas by because there's been yeah because because <laughs> if you listen to the original like it sounds kind of old so <laughs> let's see okay so probably Last Christmas let's see we were right it is Last oh, Christmas let's go. <laughs> okay we have time for like one more oh my gosh this is so long this is fun though this is fun I'm learning so much <laughs> no. um. Which of... We can't say that one. <laughs> what? <laughs> what year was It's the Most Wonderful Time of the Year first recorded? 1972, 1963, or 1981? I'm gonna say, like, 1972. But it might be 1960. I don't know. I'm gonna say 1963. You think? It is 63. Ah, cool. Period. Good job. Look at us go. <laughs> so now you were all informed on... Yeah, brush up on your Christmas trivia, because we kind of did really bad. <laughs> <laughs> it did. It's fine, though. It is. That was fun. It was fun. Okay, guys, the fun is, like... Well, it's not over. We're about to get into the actual episode, but, yeah, we're gonna go ahead and get started. So, like I said earlier, we're gonna just kind of go through five kind of, like, easy steps or ways to just, like, kind of learn how to be single again. If either you haven't been single before or you've been single a while and just want to kind of, like, start getting, like, purpose back into your single life, then this is for you. So, yeah, if you want to go ahead and read the first point. So, for the first uh, point that we have, we put focus on getting to know yourself. So, this kind of, like we said, goes back to kind of what Dr. Kelly said. If you listened to the last episode, you really need to, like, get to know yourself. Like, find find out things about yourself that you like. Because if you were in a relationship previously, then most likely a lot of, like, your interest and what you're interested in is that person. And so, their interests become your interests. But now that you're single... Like, get to know what interests you. Like, what is something that you were never really able to, like, really have a hobby in whenever you were in a relationship, you know? So, like, figure those things out about yourself. Like, you know, pray about it. Like, pray about finding something that brings you joy outside of a person. Yeah, I agree with that. And um, I know, like, sometimes being in a relationship can kind of take away from the purpose that, um, especially being in a relationship that isn't geared towards God or have the foundation of God it can distract you from the purpose that God set you out to have to begin with so um really getting your getting to know yourself is getting to know how or what God created you for Mm -hmm. in the first place and so that's another way you can get to know yourself but also like you said your interest um Mm -hmm. 
getting to know your interests because you do adapt a lot of what your partner is interested in whenever you are in a relationship. And Mm -hmm. um, before going into another relationship, you want to make sure that you know what you like and you know what you want and everything. Yeah. So you're not um, kind of dependent on the other person to find who you are because obviously that's not Mm going to work long term. Yeah, I agree with that. And we didn't have this, like, written on here, but kind of getting to know yourself, but also, like, get to know, get to know the Holy Spirit, get to know God, like, you know, have a personal relationship with Him. Um, I don't know if we have, we don't really have a whole episode on it, but I've mentioned it a few times throughout some of the past relationships, but until you do that, really anything else we say from then on out is not really going to be applicable, because you have to know the Lord but first, before you know yourself, and then you need to know yourself in the Lord, if that makes sense. No, that makes perfect <laughs> um, sense. But yeah, you have to get to know the Lord first in order for everything else to fall in place. Preach. Um, for our second one, we have find a community or Christ-centered community. Uh, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I messed that up. Find a church or Christ-centered community. Yeah. Um, I think this is something we can, oh my gosh, Hannah and I can both attest to. (laughs) Um, So whatever me and Hannah, because if you've listened to our testimonies, you know that um, Hannah and I walked through a lot of the same seasons of life. So when we were both single, we were both single about two weeks apart from each other. And so we got to walk through that entire season of life together until now. And um, so whenever we first became single, we weren't really involved in like a Christ-centered community. Like we were with each other, but not outside of each other. And so mm-hmm. um, about uh, March or April, we started getting involved in House Church, which is mm-hmm. a Christ-centered church community that um, our local church has. And it made a great impact and actually was one of the next steps I needed to get baptized. Yeah. And so yeah. 10 out of 10 recommend. Mm-hmm. And I know that it can be difficult. Like, this is easier said than done. And me and Manali, like, we feel you on this because it took a while. Like, we had kind of mentioned house church to each other, but we never really actually went. Because, I mean, honestly, it was just kind of, like, I guess maybe, like, a little bit of, like, nerves or fear a little bit. Um, Mm -hmm. Because we, like, me and Manali growing up, we would go to some Wednesday night church services, but we never just grew up going like in a certain youth group or going you know to a certain church on Wednesday nights specifically we would go with like friends sometimes like we we both went to church on Sundays but Wednesday nights and having that youth that youth group kind of community we never really had so as we got older like it was really helpful for me and Manali to go together and you know the first time you go understand it may not be just like the best thing ever and you're like oh my gosh I love this because it did like it took me and you to go back a few times for us to really be comfortable with it so you know give it a chance like give it you know a try and then you know find one that I guess like works for you but understand like none of them are going to be perfect just give it a chance like go a few times and like you know really really try to build that community around you it's really really helpful and this is where you're gonna find like I feel like maybe those relationships while you're single um yeah so and even when you're in a relationship that community doesn't need to really stop like you know just something like surround yourself with maybe whether it's two or ten like just a few people that know you and um and want to know you and want you to grow closer to the Lord that's what matters so Mm -hmm. yeah I agree. And especially, I also want to say that 
like, um, giving yourself grace whenever you do go to this stuff. Because I know, like, whenever we first started going, it was, like, giving your, giving the group that you're hanging out with grace. Because, yeah. you know, yeah. like, it's not always going to go how you want it to. Mm-hmm. But also give yourself grace whenever you go. If, like, you're a little too quiet the first time and you don't talk as much as you want. It's or okay. um, Like, you're just being really nervous or whatever. Because I know I was that same way whenever we first started going to that. And I used mm-hmm. to, like be really so sad really so sad <laughs> just be so sad about it but there's lots of grace to be given whenever yeah. you're uh, stepping out of your comfort zone like that yeah because that's how it was for mm-hmm. both of us yeah and me and Manali have like similar personalities yet a little bit different I'm like a fake it till you make it so even though like I kind of went to house church like pretty terrified of like what people were gonna think of me I like tend to kind of mask it a little bit you know, but even though I was, like, literally terrified, and, like, even when I was there, I was like, oh, I didn't like that. I didn't like that they, like, really made me talk, even though I kind of, like, chose to, you know? (laughs) So, it's just kind of, you know, it just, it takes a minute, so just give it a chance, like, and it doesn't even have to be, like, a church. Like, I know if you're in college, they have, like, the BSU that you can go to. Um, That's really, really helpful, or if you're not able to find a church or a BSU that maybe even works around your schedule, I get that. You know, find a few friends or somebody that, you know, really can help you grow closer to the Lord. And if that's not a door that's opened in your life right now, then pray about it. Pray that God will send that community, those people into your life. Just pray about it and it'll, you know, be persistent in that prayer. Yes. God will bring you the people that you need for the season of life that you're walking through for sure. Absolutely. Um, the next question we have is filter who you're talking to. This is my favorite one because <laughs> this one took me and Manali a long time to learn. And once we did, it was really like a game changer for us. I felt like we really understood like, okay, this is how I can navigate, you know, who I want for my next relationship if that opportunity is given to me. Um, so I like specifically referring to... Um, like, I get, I don't know if you want to call it, like, I know you have, like, guy friends and stuff, but, you know, you can, I would think it's pretty, especially as a girl, it's pretty easy to tell which guys have the motive to be your friend and which guys have the motive for anything else or whether it's a relationship with you or other things. Like, you can always pretty much tell, but I'm just talking about somebody who's not looking to be a friend. Um... You know, I just want to say it's really unattractive, like, when you're in, when you're getting into a relationship or when you're going on a date with somebody. To me, it's always been unattractive if I've, like, I've been, like, say, either going on a few dates with this guy or whatever it is. Like, seeing a whole list of, like, a bunch of girls, like, that are Snapchatting him, like, even though he's single, that's still, like, unattractive because then you're like, oh my gosh, like, Either he has, like, just a ton of girlfriends or he's talking to a lot of other girls. And that doesn't make you feel good. But at the same time, me and Manali had to realize, like, wait, like, are we doing that? You know, we might not find this, like, attractive, but we don't want a guy to find this um, unattractive in us. So that was when we started to filter who we were giving even the time of day to. Um, So if it's somebody that, you know, you know doesn't fit the standards that you have for yourself or um, anything else, then it's okay to cut them off. Like, it's okay to not talk to them or just say, hey, I don't think that, like, this communication is really beneficial to each of us, to either of us. Um, 
or you just don't don't say anything at all like me and Manali have always been the kind just like leave them on opened I guess or red or whatever and some people are like oh that's like mean and it's like no I, I promise you it's not <laughs> I promise it's not mean because more times than not this guy or whoever is probably you're probably not the only one he's talking to um if I had to guess so it's not mean it's okay but just really kind of filter who it is that you're talking to yeah I agree and I think um like just because you know this season of singleness that you're walking through is like it's important it's an important step of your life like it's yeah. not just kind of like this filler like oh I'm just waiting for like this next guy it's to a come gift. along I like somebody I heard somebody say that I think on a different podcast that treat your singleness like a gift instead of a burden it is yeah. exactly that is very well put because um like your singleness not oh my gosh what (laughs) singleness is not meant to be spent like giving your heart or your time out to all these different people Mm -hmm. guy or girl um it's meant to be like a time where you can regroup and refocus on God because a lot of times relationships can tend to shift your focus from God to that other person or to other priorities Mm -hmm. and so taking that time to really like Hannah said filter out who you're talking to it gives you that time to appreciate what God has given to you and you're not giving pieces of your heart or pieces of your time out to people who don't deserve it and that are not going to take care of it yeah exactly and that one I just feel like that is such an important step to me it's just Mm -hmm. I feel like once you clear that out of the way you don't feel as like burden anymore or you don't feel like oh my gosh I feel bad to have to cut this guy and this guy and this guy off and it's like then you have all these guys who they think you're interested in them just because you're giving them the time of day. Mm-hmm. Some girls and guys don't realize that if you're give, even giving a guy the time of day, he could get mixed up that you guys are like thing and then emotions and feelings get involved. And it's better just to go ahead, nip it in the bud if it's not even something that you want to entertain. Exactly. You are not obligated to respond or to be everybody's friend. Mm-hmm. Um, our next point is be open to new opportunities. Mm-hmm. This is, this this one we talked about before as yeah. like, because um, depending on the healthiness or toxic, toxicness <laughs> of the- Toxicity, I think. I don't know. The, I thought that was a word and then my boyfriend told me that wasn't a word. Toxic. But I don't know. Toxic. What would the I word think, be? Let us know. Is it toxicity or to- toxicness? Depending <laughs> on the degree of toxicity <laughs> in your past relationship. Yeah. A lot of times you can maybe, not a lot of times, but there are opportunities that you can miss because you're focused on that other person, especially if the relationship isn't geared to where it's supposed to be. Um, and so God can op- open up doors for you, but if your mind is not focused on God, you're going to miss those opportunities. And so whenever you are single, God's going to open up different doors or reopen doors for you to take those opportunities. And I really encourage you that if you are in this season or in a relationship and God's opening doors up to mm-hmm. you to make sure you take those because that's where growth in your faith occurs. Yes, exactly. Yes. Um, and with being open to new opportunities, even when you're in a relationship, it is a little bit harder to be open to new opportunities because you have another person to think about mm-hmm. as well. Um, I know that that's been, like, kind of, like, new for the both of us. Well, I mean, we've had it in past relationships, but even now, like, you're really having to, like, be careful, like, okay, like, you know, is this honoring God, but is it also, like, would who I'm dating, like, really be okay with it, or would I be okay if they were doing this? You know, you really Mm -hmm. just, whenever any kind of opportunity arises, like, you, you have another person to think about, whereas if you're single, 
you have yourself and really God to worry about. Well, you have your parents and stuff because <laughs> that matters too. I'm not telling you to go against your parents, but it does matter. Um, yeah. But yeah, but even like when whether you're single or in a new relationship, you need to be more open to new opportunities. And when you're single, you can like fully like take advantage of those. Mm-hmm. Um, and when like Manali said, when we were talking before, we really, even when we were single, we kind of wish we had done this more because we really kind of brushed off a lot. Like, just, like, making up excuses, like, for ourselves, like, oh, like, just like we said with house church, like, out of fear, you know, mm-hmm. just kind of, like, what others think or, well, you know, maybe I shouldn't do this. And that's just kind of, like, the enemy that was, like, getting in our heads, like, discouraging us from going and growing in our faith. But, um, but yeah, just being open to new opportunities. Yeah. Um, and our fifth and final point that we have on here is figure out and pray over your standards. I actually think this one's my favorite because um, <laughs> Manali and I, did we do this episode yet where we compared or no? Yeah, we did. We did? Okay. That was in season one. Oh, right. Um, yeah. So we kind of just discussed this in a previous episode in season one, but this one is really important because... Like, having standards whenever you get out of a relationship, they're probably going to change because you've learned. You've learned from that previous relationship, and it's important to reestablish what those standards are. And what's tricky is whenever you get into a relationship, you know, let's say you have a good, pretty set standard list, and then you get into a relationship. Well, a lot of times, depending on, like, the degree, what'd you say, the degree of toxicity or whatever, yeah. um some of those standards can start conforming to the per- around the person you're dating. So if they're not like, you know, conforming to the standards you have, your standards start conforming around them. And it's important to kind of stand strong in those. And I get sometimes we have like, you know, okay, I'm really need I really want these standards in a person, but this one is kind of like lenient, you know. Um and I get that cuz that can be like some things are more important than others, honestly, but the things that are non-negotiable they need to be non-negotiable and I think it is extremely fair to talk about these before you start dating the person that you are because if you don't establish what your standards are with that person then they have every right when you're dating to be like well you never like I mean you never said you wanted that you know and I'm not not saying that that's right really but um (laughs) I think it is important to talk about what you both want in each other what you need in each other um or what you know figured out this worked in a relationship and this didn't not saying that's like conversation you need to have but the standards like you really do need to have that conversation about you know that way because the person that you're dating or going to date like they don't know everything about you like you know you just started dating and you know you need to figure out figure each other out on a relationship type of level and you know that takes figuring out what your standards are first pray over those standards ask god that he would send somebody who does fit those standards. Um, and yeah, and that's, I mean, it's really important before dating anybody, I feel like. Yeah, I completely agree. And I think this also helps kind of the, our third point with filtering out who you're talking to. Like once you figure out your standards, because I know this is something and we can cut this out if we want to, but whenever um, we had like been Snapchatting all these guys at one point, like whenever we first became single, we're trying to figure out how mm-hmm. to do all this. Um, like we 
had these things on our standards like or me and Hannah both have like no drinking no vaping that is like up there that's non-negotiable for either one of us mm-hmm. well half the guys we were snapchatting we could automatically <laughs> yeah. um cross off of our list <laughs> because those were things those were activities they wanted to engage in and that's not something Hannah or I were interested in mm-hmm. and so um like having those standards filtered out like helps you filter out people that you're talking to and um, you're not mm-hmm. investing in people who are not going to be able to invest in you in the way that you deserve to be. Yeah. And I'm going to try not to go off on a tangent on this, but kind of what you said about using an example of like drinking or vaping, like, like we said earlier, this is just our opinion. This is just like what we are looking for in somebody else. But when, when you're Snapchatting somebody who is doing those things and you're like, well, I don't even want that in a person at all. Is it better to go ahead and cut them off? Yes. But I do know some people might like come for like, oh, well, if they don't know you don't want to, that you don't want them to do that, then how are they supposed to know if you just cut them off? Like they could stop when they start dating you. No, I promise you um, it's best to just find somebody who's kind of already established in that because they're, that means they're pretty rooted in that. Um, and that just kind of goes with the argument you can't change somebody. If they want to do it, they're going to do it. Um, now, I mean, I'm not saying, like, you know, there's not room for growth or opportunity. Or if you told them pretty early on of you talking, like, um, hey, I find that really un- unattractive. And then they stop. Then, I mean, that's a different story, I guess. But nine times out of ten, they are not going to give those things up. Um, especially if they're if you're not pretty important to them, I guess. Um but yeah, I would just say kind of, that goes not just for drinking or vaping, but that goes for anything, you know, if, if you're already not seeing that, that relationship in your life is not beneficial to you or your relationship with God. Yeah. The minority of people that like, whether it's guys or girls, like there is just not enough, in my opinion, about a person on this earth that is going to make somebody change like for something like that. Like, you know, cause I think like my mom has always said only God can do that yes that is something that's left to be in God's hands and if you are very determined on changing somebody um unfortunately you're going to lose a lot of yourself doing that Mm -hmm. and that's something that Hannah and I can both speak on having had to having gone through in the past Mm -hmm. is just expending so much of ourselves and losing so much of ourselves trying to change people that were never going to change for us because they didn't respect or love us enough to do so in the first place yeah um (laughs) I know, like, I can speak, if you've listened to our testimonies, we've both talked about it, Mm -hmm. but, um, like, in the past, I've dealt with a guy who, you know, at the beginning, he was like, oh, yeah, like, I'm never going to drink, and, like, all this other stuff, and um, by the end of it, that's one of the reasons we broke up, and Mm -hmm. it's because I kept lowering those standards and kept conforming those standards from what my standards were supposed to be to what he was giving me, and it ended up me getting heartbroken and losing so much of myself in the process of doing Mm -hmm. so, so that's why we stress so much about having those standards set in place and making sure they're ones that you can hold yourself accountable to and your partner. Mm -hmm. And for the girls who are like, well, he didn't do it whenever we first started dating, but now he does. That is why, like Manali said, that's why we stress the importance of talking about this before you start dating, because if they fall into going to the opposite, going the opposite direction of your standards, you have every single right to be like, this is not what I signed up for. I told you from the beginning like this is not like what I'm about this is why I don't do this and once you establish that I I promise you like you'll feel better about confronting that issue you know so yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah do you have anything else you want to add
No, I think one thing we could also talk about mm-hmm. as like a last point is to be bold in your faith mm-hmm. while you're single. Uh, yes. well, in general, always be bold in your faith. <laughs> but yeah. be take the time to like, you know, you don't have like any kind of obligation to another person during this yeah. time. You, it's literally just you and God. If mm-hmm. God is telling you to go talk to this person, go talk to that person. It, or this is just in general. So not yeah. just in, not just not in every single, single season, but like, yeah. You know, like, listen to God. Be always have open ears for what he's telling you. Because I know, yeah. like, I experienced some of the coolest stuff while I was single. I mean, I'm still experiencing cool stuff. But, like, yeah. just really cool opportunities that mm-hmm. I wouldn't have been able to experience had I not been bold enough to step out of my comfort zone and listen to what God was calling me into. Yeah. And when you have, like, that quiet time with God and when you have that slow season of being single, that is, like Manali said, that's really when you can get take that opportunity to get rooted in who you are in the Lord and get to know the Lord and that will be a reflection of how bold your faith is going to go period that was a (laughs) word that was a word um but yeah I mean yeah do you have anything else to add I think that's it all right I really enjoy me and Allie really enjoyed um having this talk in this episode because um I think we've gotten or some people can probably had the argument well you guys don't know what it's like to be single you're in relationships like uh we were not always in relationships we have gone through single seasons and we've learned and we've grown from them and like we really are like trying to share like what worked for us and what and like we're still learning like we said we are still learning this isn't end-all be-all like we're still learning every single day but as far as like a single season goes this is what we've learned so far so yeah yeah Okay, well, this was a really fun episode. It was, aren't And thank you guys so much for listening, and we will see you guys in the next episode. Bye. Bye. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode today. And if you liked it, please be sure to subscribe to us and follow us on social media. Our Instagram is at Through Faith Podcast and everything will be linked down below. And if you have any questions or episode ideas that you'd like to hear from us, please be sure to email us and I'll also link that down in the description below. Bye guys.